Amen. Thank you, Brother Danny. Appreciate that. People need the Lord. There couldn't be a more truer statement stated than people need the Lord. And God has given to us the responsibility of making sure they know that they need the Lord, making sure they understand why it is important that they put their trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Brother Danny. Thank you, Hot Rod. Appreciate y'all uh, singing for us this morning. Appreciate every person that works every week to make sure that they are prepared, that they are ready, that they can perform, and uh, that they can uh, help in the service and in the worship of the Lord. And so I appreciate each person. Thank you for the choir. Uh, thank you for, for the Sunday school teachers. I'm telling you, everybody that works and labors, I appreciate each and every one of you. We're going to be in the book of Romans chapter number 10 this morning, the same passage that I read this morning. We'll be looking at a part of that, uh, Romans chapter number 10. We're going to be looking at the subject of why missions, the subject why missions. This morning as we begin our missions emphasis month, I want to focus uh, on the importance of a church having a missions program. Sometimes whenever you look at the ministry of the church uh, and you look at all that we are doing in our local area, Area. We look at all that could be accomplished in our local area. A lot of times we may have a nagging question in the back of our mind with all that needs to be done here, with all the finances that we could utilize for the cause of Christ here. Why are we sending so much money around the world? Why can't we take that money and use it to further the gospel here? Why do we need a missions program? Why is it important that we support missions? Now, thank the Lord that this church is a very missions minded church and for the most part we get that this is why we've got to you know send these missionaries around the world but as we launch this I thought that it would be good to take a few minutes since we're going to be going through a whole month with our focus being on missions uh, to just consider what the Bible has to say about the role uh, of the local church regarding uh, worldwide missions and so we're going to read in Romans chapter number 10 beginning in verse number 14 and read verse number 14 and 15, and then we'll take a few minutes to look into the Word of God this morning. The Bible says in Romans 10 and verse number 14, How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace, and bring glad tidings of good things. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father in heaven, we thank you this morning for your goodness. Lord, I thank you for the privilege and opportunity of being in your house. Lord, I thank you for each person, Lord, that has came to be a part of the service this morning. I thank you, Lord, for each person that labored this past week. I thank you for each person that has contributed to the service today. Uh, Father, it is a blessing to be in your house. It is a blessing to work together with your people. It is a blessing to see the hand of God moving in his church. And Father, I thank Thank you that you've allowed us to be a part of it. Now, fathers, we look into your word this morning concerning our role in regards to sending the gospel around the world. Father, I pray that you will bless the message. I pray, dear Lord, that it will be clear. I pray, dear Lord, that we will see our responsibility. And, Lord, that you will stir our hearts, Lord, to do our part to, to get the gospel around the world. Father, I pray. And, Lord, we'll thank you for it. Bless us now as we go throughout this service. And we'll praise you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. There's two areas I want to consider. 
consider this morning concerning the church and missions. First, I want to consider God's command to the church concerning missions. And then secondly, we're going to look at how the church should respond to God's command concerning missions. So first of all, we will start by looking at God's command concerning missions. What has God said to us in regards to missions throughout the Word of God? We are directly instructed. We are told specifically concerning our responsibility to carry the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ to the ends of the earth. The Bible is full of the command to take the gospel to those that do not know. Jesus made it clear that the reason that he came was that the world might know that there was a Savior. He made it clear when he left that what he wanted us to do was to continue to tell the lost world of the hope of a Savior. From the beginning of time, the instruction that God gave to man has been to glorify God in all of the earth. We as humans were created for the glory of God and proclaiming His glory and His goodness and His salvation is the purpose that God created us for. The Word of God is full of the fact that God has commanded us to carry the gospel just before Christ ascended into heaven after His resurrection. He left some specific instructions with the apostles concerning our responsibility to take the gospel into all the earth. We refer to this as the Great Commission. We find it in Matthew chapter number 28, verses 18, 19, and 20. And there in Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20, it says, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, uh, teaching them to observe all things uh, whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. This we call the Great Commission, whenever God instructed us to go and teach all nations, the goodness of the Lord. We find this instruction again recorded in the book of Mark, chapter number 16 and in verse number 15. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. A lot of young preachers, I don't know if Robbie's guilty of this. I know I was when I was a young preacher. When you're just learning to preach and you you're, uh, have an opportunity to preach coming up, uh, we do real well fulfilling that about preaching to every creature. I'm telling you what, I've preached a lot of sermons out in the woods. Uh, I've preached a lot of sermons to a push lawnmower. I'm to push lawnmower is one of the best audiences in the world, boy. You can just get as loud as you want preaching to that push lawnmower. A lot of times we do a good job preaching to every creature, but in a more literal sense, the Bible says go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. In addition to this direct commission, we find that the Bible is filled with instruction for us to saturate the world with the gospel. A few examples is Luke 24, verse 46 and 47. And he said unto them, Thus it is written, And thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. And that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in His name among all Amen. nations, beginning at Jerusalem. He made it clear this is to be preached 
everywhere. Just before Christ's ascension back into heaven in Acts number 1, he left specific instructions uh, regarding taking the gospel into all the world in Acts 1.8. But ye shall receive power. After that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the world. Jesus made no hesitation in making sure we understood that what he wanted from us as his children was to take the gospel to all the world. That is what he wants. In Acts chapter number 13, the apostle Paul was being questioned regarding taking the gospel to the Gentiles. And Paul answered in Acts 13 and verse number 47, he answered those that was questioning him. And he said, For so hath the Lord commanded us, saying, I have set thee to be a light of the Gentiles, that thou shouldest be for salvation unto the ends of the earth. They said, Apostle Paul, why are you preaching to the Gentiles? He said, because God commanded us to take the gospel to the ends of the earth, to preach it to every creature over and over and over again. The Bible makes it clear that it is our duty to take the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ into every corner of this globe that we live on. It is our purpose. It is our responsibility. It is a command, and we must respond to it. The Bible makes it clear the reason for our existence is to spread the gospel. The reason that God established the local church was to provide central hubs that the gospel could be sent out of. It was to make places that were focused on reaching the lost. That is the purpose of the church. We also preach and instruct and disciple so that Christians can grow, so that new Christians can grow, so that they can get an understanding of the Word of God. God, so that they can take the gospel and tell others. Uh, it is the purpose of the church uh, is to reach the lost, to train the lost, that they might reach the lost, so we can train the lost, uh, so that they can reach the lost. It's why we exist. Now, a lot of churches have forgotten that that's why we exist. But we exist for the purpose of taking the gospel to the world. Whenever we consider the massive task of taking the gospel to every creature, sometimes it can be a little daunting to wonder, how am I supposed to accomplish this? How am I myself supposed to get the gospel into all parts of the world? How is it possible to carry the gospel everywhere to every creature? There's no way that we can be everywhere at once. Uh, uh, the ministries here at home are equally important. We can't abandon these ministries uh, to carry the gospel somewhere else. So how are we supposed to fulfill this great commission? And this is where a missions program comes into play. This is why we support missionaries. The Bible gives us clear direction as to how we can respond to this commission. So I want to look just for a few minutes at our response to God's command. Our response to God's command. In Romans 10, we find clear instruction concerning how we are to respond to God's command of taking the gospel to every creature. So we're going to look at just a few things of how we're to respond to God's command. There in Romans 10, uh, verses 14 and 15, How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? I believe the first thing that we need to do in response 
to God's command concerning our commission is we need to realize the desperate situation of the lost. The Bible says there in Romans chapter number 10, it says there in verse number 13, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I believe that is one of the most wonderful verses uh, in the entire canon of Scripture. Uh, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. This is a promise uh, that applies uh, to the entire creation. Uh, This is a promise that God gave uh, that any person uh, that calls upon Him uh, will be a recipient uh, of His grace. Uh, They will be guaranteed salvation. Uh, They will have an eternal home in heaven secured. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. But verse number 14, the very next verse says, How then shall they call on Him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in Him of whom they have not heard? You and I, our responsibility, the way we are to respond to the Great Commission is we need to get a good visual of the desperate situation that the lost have found themselves in. If they will call upon the Lord, He guarantees that He will save them. But how can they call if they've never heard of the Lord Jesus Christ? How can they call if they've ever heard, never heard. This is the reason for the command. This is the drive behind the commission. This is why every church should have a missions program. The only hope for this lost world is to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and the only way that they can believe on the Lord Jesus Christ is if someone tells them that there is hope in the gospel of our Savior. The Bible teaches us that God reveals Himself to mankind through many different ways. When we consider, and we've been looking on Wednesday nights at the creation, we're looking at the flood now, but when we were looking at the creation, boy, we began to look at the handiwork of God. We began to look at the creation. We looked at the universe. uh, And whenever you consider uh, uh, the intricate details of the creation, uh, whenever you consider the vastness of the universe, uh, whenever you consider the precision, accuracy, uh, with how our solar system and everything works together, uh, it becomes very obvious uh, that there is a creator. Uh, Whenever we look at a blade of grass uh, or a leaf on a tree uh, or we look look at a fruit and how it is developed and how it reproduces. We look at the details of an insect wherever you want to look throughout this creation. This creation declares that there is a God and there are people the world over who because the creation declares the glory of God, there are people the world over who have recognized that there is a higher power. They have recognized that there is a serene being. They realize that there is someone that is above them, someone who who controls all of this and it has created in their heart a desire to seek for the Creator. It has put in their heart a desire to seek for the one that made all this and I believe that whenever these people in third world countries or in your backyard, wherever they may be, begin to recognize that there is a supreme being and these people begin to seek for answers in regard to the God of all the earth, I believe that God will then come to His people and he will work in the heart of his people to take the gospel to those that are seeking him. I remember reading a story as a, as a young boy of a missionary who was burdened for a certain, a certain 
culture and inside that certain culture, a certain tribe, it was very specific, the area that he was burdened for. No one could understand why he was so burdened for that tribe in that area. But he said, it's what God has put on my heart. He raised support. He left and he went to that country. He went to that tribe. He learned the language and he began to preach to the people. The chief of the tribe came to him and said, every night I climb that tall tree and I look at the stars and I say, God, send me somebody to tell me about you. I know that you exist. Send somebody to tell me about you. The missionary who responded to the call of God shared the gospel. The chief and the entire tribe put their trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. But how can they believe in Him of whom they have not heard. You know what? I believe there are many people, I believe there are many people who God has dealt with their heart about taking the gospel. And they have refused to obey the call of God. They have made excuse. They have been Jonas and they have jumped on the ship heading the other way. They have said, no, I don't want to go. And God has been dealing with them and they refuse to submit to the call of God. And I believe that those souls that go into eternity without God, the blood of them will be on the hands of those people who refuse to further the cause of Christ. God has declared Himself throughout creation and all of mankind is seeking for Him. What we need now is someone to go tell them about the Savior. We need to recognize the desperate need, the desperate situation of the laws. There is a desperate need for men and women around the world. There's a desperate need for men and women in our neighborhood to hear that there is a Savior. And there are many who are responding to the call. I was talking with Aiden about planning the missions emphasis Sunday, and he said, how do you find missionaries to call? I said, let me show you something. I pulled open my file drawer, and I pulled out a file, and I meant to bring it out here to show you all this morning. There's no lie. It's this thick. Manila folder this thick. And I laid it on my desk. I said, this is full of letters from missionaries looking for support. Full, completely full. And I throw away all the ones that I don't agree with doctrinally. Probably two, three, sometimes four a week come across my desk, missionaries, saying, God has called me to a field. Can we come present the work to your church? Can you help us financially? I wish I could take every one of them on. I'm having this missions month so that we can, we can hopefully take on a few missionaries at the end of this month. We've got some men coming at the end of this month who are raising support. We've got some men coming uh, through this month that are raising support so they can get to the field, so they can share the gospel. It's my prayer that we'll be able to take these men on, that we'll be able to partner with them. There are a lot of people who are responding to the call. There are a lot of people that God is working on their heart, but you can't go to a foreign country for free. You can't live in a foreign country for for free. Uh, It takes finances. It takes resources. It takes ways to accomplish this. Uh, And so we need to be able to support these missionaries and help these missionaries, which brings us to our second point of how we can respond. First of all, we uh, respond by realizing the desperate situation. But second, we can respond to the Great Commission by understanding the value of the preacher. 
In verse number 15 it says, excuse me, the last phrase of verse number 14, and how shall they hear without a preacher? We need to understand the value of the preacher. And I'm not speaking about myself. I know y'all, many of y'all call me preacher. I'm not talking about myself. I'm talking about the missionary. I'm talking about the one that has taken the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ and said, I'm going, I'm going around the world, I'm going to a forgotten people, I'm going where they've not been preached to, I'm going to take this book, I'm going to give up my life, I'm going to give up the things that I enjoy, I'm going to put everything on hold, I'm going to dedicate myself to doing nothing but proclaiming this book, I am ready to take the gospel. He is the preacher, he is the missionary. And you and I in responding to the Great Commission need to understand the value of the preacher. If you remember, I said just a moment ago uh, that you and I can't go all around the world. Uh, the ministries here are important. Reaching people here, training people here to go out and spread the gospel is important. We can't abandon this uh, and we can't go all around the world, uh, but God has commanded us to send the gospel around the world. So how do we do that? Uh, we do that through people that God has called to go around the world. We do that by partnering with them so that they can take the gospel into the other parts of the world. And whenever I say we need to understand the value of the preacher, I'm saying we need to understand how valuable they are, not only to the people they're taking the gospel to, but how valuable they are to the ministry of Marlbrook Baptist Church. Because every time we invest in a missionary and we enable that missionary to take the gospel somewhere we cannot go, that missionary has enabled us to respond to and obey the command that God gave us as a church. I really believe that our missionaries that we support are probably some of the most valuable people that we are associated with as a church. On the wall out here is 40 some missionaries who are taking their lives to get the gospel around the world. Brother Rick is here directing and helping and assisting missionaries so that they might be able to get the gospel around the world. Brother Robbie is pursuing an education and developing and learning so that he can take the gospel around the world. Brother Andrew Smith, uh, who spent time with us there for a couple of years, was with us this past Sunday, uh, has given 10 years of his life training so that he can be able to take the gospel uh, around the world. Uh, Brother Brandon Miller uh, uh, gave uh, his life, uh, his career that he was looking for in order to take the gospel to college kids and share the gospel of every single person that says I am going to take the gospel. I'm going to go somewhere that you're unable to go. I'm going to take the gospel to another part and we partner with them. Those people enable us to obey God's command to send the gospel all around the world. We need to understand the value of the preacher. If the world is going to hear Someone's got to get off the couch. If the world is going to hear, someone has got to be willing to go. And whenever they tell us that they're willing to go, you and I need to be willing to partner with them that they might be able to accomplish what God has called them to do. We need to understand the value of the preacher. But then once we understand the value of the preacher, we come to the third part of how we respond our third response to God's command, and that is not only do we understand the value of the preacher, but we need to be able to equip the preacher. We need to equip the preacher. It says in verse number 15, the first phrase, and how 
shall they preach except they be sent. This is pretty clear what this verse is talking about. There is a need. And here is a man who is willing to fulfill the need, but he needs somebody who is willing to supply his earthly material needs that he might be able to go and do the spiritual calling that God has called him to. He needs someone to send him. He needs someone to get behind him and say, we'll pay the bills, we'll meet your physical material needs, that you can go and do what God has called you to do. He's called to preach. He's called to share the gospel. He's got a fire in his bones. He's got a message to tell. But how can he preach? Except he be sent. And there's where we respond. We partner together with missionaries that we might send them around the world. We equip those that have answered the call that they might be able to do the work of God around the world. First, we need to find those that need to hear. Second, someone surrenders to take the gospel to the needy people. And thirdly, someone must make it possible for them to go. Here in Romans 10, 14 and 15, we see three different people. We see those that need to hear. We see those who are willing to go. And we see those who provide that they may be able to go. I believe that for a church to be in, in obedience to God's command regarding the Great Commission, that church should be either going or sending. If a church is in obedience to God's command, I believe that church should be either going or sending. And I believe that a healthy church will be both going and sending. I believe a healthy church is one, and I, I thank the Lord. I just gave four examples of people that are part of Marlbrook Baptist Church that are going and taking the gospel. And it is my prayer as we continue to serve a minister and pastor here that we see more and more people who surrender to the call to take the gospel around the world. More and more people who are sent out of Marlbrook Baptist Church uh, to take the gospel to different parts of the world, different parts of the country, and spread the gospel. It is my prayer that that is accomplished and I believe that a healthy church is a church that is, uh, has missionaries going out of it carrying the gospel. But I believe a healthy church is also a church uh, that is pouring a substantial amount uh, of their income uh, into missionaries who are taking the gospel around the world. The Bible says that God loveth a cheerful giver. The Bible says, give and it shall be given unto you. Many times we apply that personally. But that applies to the church. It ought to be our motto that we are going to give and give and give some more so that we can send the gospel around the world. And when we do that, we will see God give back to us in ways that we never, ever imagined possible. A healthy church is a church that is both going and sending. Throughout this month, we're going to hear from seasoned missionaries Brother Rod Poplin, who will be here this evening, has served in South Africa for many years. Brother Rod Poplin's father has, has, has dementia and has no one to care for him. Because of that, Brother Rod's going to have to come off the field to take care of his father. And Brother Rod is looking to find an area of missions that he can serve in here at the States during his father's last years so that he can then 
go back to South Africa. Brother Rod is a seasoned missionary who's given his life to the furtherance of the gospel and he'll be here tonight talking about how that God has blessed the ministry there in South Africa. Next week we'll hear from Brother Rick, another seasoned preacher of the gospel, new missionary, seasoned preacher. Brother Rick will be sharing with us how God is working in Myanmar and all that God is doing there and he'll be preaching and sharing that with us. The next Sunday night, we'll be hearing from Brother Bill Dillon. Brother Bill Dillon pastored for years over in Covington. Now Brother Bill Dillon is raising support as a senior citizen, raising support to take the gospel to the Israel and preach to the Jews that they might recognize that Jesus is the Messiah. We'll hear from Brother Jonathan Hernandez who has been serving in the Amazon Basin. We took Brother Hernandez on when he was raising support to go to the Amazon Basin. He's been there just a few years and he'll be sharing all that God has done for him. On our mission Sunday, we'll hear from Brother Robbie Mullinex who has been smuggling Bibles into China for years and years and years and getting the Word of God into China and, and Korea and doing a great work of God. We'll also be hearing from three missionaries, uh, Brother brother Tim Pontius, uh, Brother Matt Gardner, Brother, uh, brother Whippler, uh, who will be here who are missionaries who have answered the call and are raising support that they might take the gospel and take it to other parts of the world. We'll hear from all different kinds of missionaries. And it is my prayer as we listen to these missionaries, we listen to their stories, we listen to them tell that we will open our heart. And we'll say, Lord, here it is, it's open. And Lord, you tell me. We've got these banners up here. I want to say thank you to Michaela. She designed these. Michaela, excellent work. We might give you more of this kind of work. But as Christians, we can pray. And I believe that we ought to always be praying for the furtherance of the gospel. But then we can give to help missionaries or we can say, Lord, if, if it's your will, willing to go. You show me where, you show me when, I'm willing to go. And as these missionaries come all through the month, as we listen to them preach, as we listen to them share their burden, let's open our heart and say, Lord, do you want me to give? Lord, do you want me to give more? Lord, do you want me to go? And open our hearts because it's what God has commanded us as a church to do, to pray, to give, to go, that the gospel might be spread all around the world. Why missions? Because the world is filled with people who need to hear the gospel. And you and I have been given that responsibility of spreading the gospel into the whole world. I believe with the Lord's help and the faithful giving of God's people, we as a church can Obey God's command concerning the great commission of sending the gospel into the entire world. Are you involved in missions? Do you, do you play a role? Are you giving, praying? Are you considering going? Are you open to where God would have you serve in the realm of missions? I'm going to ask each of you to stand. And this morning, I just want to ask you this question. Is God dealing with your heart in regard to your involvement in the missions of Marlbrook Baptist Church? Is God dealing with your heart that you be more involved in the missions of Marlbrook Baptist Church? Is God dealing with your heart regarding the amount you give to the missions of Marlbrook Baptist Church? Is God working in your heart? If God's dealing with your heart, Miss Debbie's going to play. You come and say, Lord, here am I. How can I do more? in regards to missions. Miss Debbie.
Amen. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for being a part of the service today. I pray that the Lord works in each of our hearts to say, Lord, what can I do? How can I be more involved in getting your word around the world? I'm telling you what, there is nothing God will bless like he will bless sending his word around the world. Last, not last week, two Sundays ago, I was preaching about being fishers of men. And I made a comment. I said that the Bible says if I ask anything according to his will, he will do it. And one thing that is his will is that people hear the gospel. I said, and I guarantee you that if you pray and ask God to give you an opportunity to share the gospel, that he will bring someone into your path, that it is undeniable that this is the opportunity you have prayed for. Now, whether or not you take advantage of it is on you, but he will bring that person in your life. Sometimes when I'm preaching, there's things come out of my mouth, and as they're coming out of my mouth, I'm saying, John, what, what, what are you doing? Hold on there, brother. You, you, you're making a big statement, but it just comes out, you know, because the Lord's fueling it. I said, I guarantee it. That afternoon, about 4 o'clock, someone texted me. and said, Pastor, thank you for preaching the truth. I said, on my way home, I prayed and said, Lord, send somebody by for me to share the gospel with today. And they said, and Pastor, I was pretty skeptical because I was going home and I wasn't leaving again. They said, but a little later... Just a little bit ago, someone came and knocked on my door. Came by, wanted to see me, and I was able to talk to them about the Lord. Amen. You know what I can say with all confidence today? That if you say, Lord, how can I be involved in getting the gospel around the world? And you obey what God lays on your heart. He will bless you in ways that you cannot imagine. And I guarantee it. I guarantee it, he will bless you in ways you've never imagined. Be willing and open. Say, Lord, what can I do to get the gospel around the world? Hope you all enjoyed the message. Thank you all for being here. Brother Rick, you pray this message. Father, thank you for the word of God and for the truth of it. And thank you, Father, that somebody preached the gospel that we heard and we were saved. We don't take that lightly or take it for granted. Somebody loved on us. Somebody showed compassion to us. Somebody shared the truth with us. And the Holy Spirit worked in us. It opened our blind minds and caused us to see who Jesus was and saved us. And Father, help us to be that instrument in someone else's life. Whether it be physically, by going, whether it be personally by giving, by praying, by encouraging, Lord, help us open doors for us to share the gospel that we might be your servants who died for our sins. We ask it in your holy name.